Welcome to the Millennial Success Stories podcast, a space for millennial women entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and those who dare to forge their own path. My name is Jackie Kossoff, and I'm a marketing strategist and success coach, multi-passionate entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and history lover. The mission of this podcast is to uplift, inspire, and empower young women to create a life that reflects their own version of success. I believe in sharing our experiences so we may learn from one another and grow together as a community. In season three, I invite you to join us as we peel back the layers of success and discover what it truly looks like to create success in our businesses and lives. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey and grow your own marketing business, I encourage you to sign up for a success breakthrough call where we'll have the opportunity to connect personally. Now, without any further ado, for those of you ready to write your own success stories, let us begin. And always remember, success has no age requirement. Hello and welcome to the solo cast of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. This episode is all about planning and organizing in our businesses so that we can manage running our businesses with everything else that we have going on in our lives and really just try to master that elusive work-life balance, work-life harmony, whatever you want to call it, whatever that looks like for you, planning and organizing can totally help you do that. So I want to start off by saying that I absolutely love planning and organizing. It comes so naturally to me. I actually got the idea for this episode because I was talking to another entrepreneur recently and just telling her a few things that I do to organize myself. And she was like taking notes and she was like, that's so amazing. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh, this could be a good podcast episode (laughs) because even though this comes so naturally to me, there are others out there who it may not come naturally for. That's also not to say I haven't had challenges or I haven't messed things up and then had to create like a system or become organized or organize myself happens all the time, but it's just something I love doing. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing my tips, tricks, resources, products, software, all of these things that have helped me run my business. I do want to mention that since I will be talking about specific products and software, none of this is sponsored, though I will be offering referral links and or just regular links to these products and software because I just want to be helpful. And if it sounds like something you want to try out in your business, I want you to be able to find those easily. So you can find those in the show notes. I'll try to include something for everything that I mention that's not obvious, <laughs> I guess would be the word to say. I think that for some of the things I'm going to mention, you probably know where to find these things. So I'll just say that. So I do want to have a little disclaimer. This is what works for me. This is what works for my business. You may have a completely different style of organization. Your business may look completely different from mine. So when I share something, take it or leave it, customize it for you and your business, or use it as an inspiration to say, you know what, I need to find something that is going to help me do that with my business, but it doesn't necessarily seem like this particular resource or software is aligned. So just kind of use this episode (laughs) to help plan and organize in whatever way that makes most sense and feels most aligned to you. So the first thing that I want to start with is talking about the planner that I use. So I use a paper planner 
love paper planners. I just absolutely love being able to have my planner out in front of me, you know, write things down, look at my computer, look at my emails, you know, coordinate with my schedule, things like that. I like having that in front of me. I like having it on paper. I have used so many different planners over the years, so I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about a few of them and pros and cons. So the first planner that I used post-college <laughs> is called the Start Planner, and I actually used this planner for about three years, uh, the first two years of my business, as well as the last year that I was in my nine to five when I was kind of managing starting my business on the side and, and things like that. So it was a really good kind of all around planner, I would say, especially for me when I was in the early stages of my business, I feel like it definitely had enough to help me get to a certain point, help me stay organized to a certain point. However, after a while, when I entered my third year in business, I felt like my business was growing and I needed a planner that was more aligned to being an entrepreneur, to being a business owner, to having many different tasks, spaces for notes, like a lot of different things um, that go into it, having space for a monthly, weekly, and daily spread, because I personally love those. I love being able to see what's going on each month, and then each week, and then each day. So I first tried the iFocus Business Planner, which my dad actually got for me, and I thought it was great. I loved it at first, it's a three-month planner, so it's a quarterly. However, after about two months, I started getting really stressed because this planner is all about productivity to the point that it actually kind of got too much for me. Like I was just so stressed that I couldn't reach my productivity points or whatever, and I wasn't getting as much done, and I just had so many tasks, and I realized that it just wasn't providing a balance and it was kind of too focused <laughs> on the business side of things. So if this works for you, go ahead, try it out. I always, you know, I'm always saying like, try things out. Um, so the next planner that I tried was a gratitude planner that I found on Amazon. And at first it looked kind of promising. It was one of those planners where you have like a gratitude practice, like each and every day, plus weekly and things like that, along with planning pages. So the main issue that I had with this was there was absolutely no space for me to write down my weekly spread. So that was getting a little difficult for me. I love having a weekly spread, having more space. And the monthly spread was also really small. So um, I don't recall the brand that I used right now and I don't particularly feel comfortable sharing it just because I personally didn't really like this planner like the gratitude was helpful but it's also something that I can do without a planner so if gratitude planners are for you then there are plenty on Amazon for you to choose from I know when I finally settled on this one I had been considering like five others so just figure out what works for you and then the planner that I use currently that I have used since the beginning of this year, 2021, is called the Wise Planner. That's W-Y-Z-E. And I found this planner on Amazon, though they also do have a website, and it is really amazing. 
really loving it so far. I've been using it for like almost eight months straight now. It's a six month planner. It does have a monthly spread as well as daily spreads. And then there's a weekly planning sections where you can uh, you can have space to to draw out your plans and I actually just draw like a weekly calendar spread so that I can get my weekly spread in front of me plus it has areas where you can put down all your weekly tasks and you can review the week and your accomplishments and things like that and I absolutely love that because in the past I would have to kind of create my own weekly review and it would take up a page in my notebook and I sort of didn't like that and I really wanted to find a planner that had that and so I'm just so thrilled that I finally did. I think the only thing that took some getting used to is that the monthly sections, weekly sections, and daily sections are separate. So um, monthly is all in the beginning, weekly is right after the monthly, like all in one kind of chunk. So it's a chunk of like, you know, six pages for the monthly is 25 for the weeklies and then the rest dailies. But they do have bookmarks attached to the planner so that you can um, just bookmark your spot so you can keep track of what month you're on, what week you're on, and then what day you're on. So after about a month, I got used to it. And now I just absolutely love it. It's second nature to me. And I'm not annoyed by it. <laughs> um, as I was in the beginning. So a few tips that I wanted to share in terms of how to best utilize planners and organize yourself. I personally always love having kind of a week in advance plan. So every Sunday night, I will do my kind of week ahead. I'll get my schedule out. I'll look at the meetings that I have scheduled. I'll look at the, the tasks that I have to complete for the week and then anything else that I, you know, have going on. Um, and I'll put those all kind of on my weekly spread in my planner. Also, at the end of every week, I do a weekly review. So I review everything that went well the week before, anything that didn't go well, and really just give gratitude and celebrate anything that, uh, that's worth celebrating. And so that is super helpful, also really help you helpful to kind of keep you um, on track and reminding you that you're actually achieving a lot each and every week. When it comes to setting my like daily schedule, like literally like writing down the schedule and writing down my tasks for the day, I do that the night before. So about a year ago, I think, um, I forgot who it was, but I heard someone say that essentially like don't ever like write things down in your planner like more than 24 hours in advance because like you know things change especially when you're an entrepreneur and I really found that to be true for me so if you find that to be true for you then awesome maybe writing tasks down the night before will be really good for you as well but that has really really helped me just kind of stay on top of my work and also be flexible which is one of the other points that I wanted to uh, to talk about one of the other tips but first, I did want to mention time blocking. So time blocking is something that I mentioned in my previous, one of my previous solo casts, I believe, but I mentioned it very briefly. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about in terms of time blocking is, first of all, what is it? So time blocking is where you write down your tasks for the day and you can either write out how long you think it's going to take you or you can just look at them and see, okay, how long is this task going to take me? And then where during my day does it make sense for me to do this? So let's say you have a two hour task and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this task from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., right? So that's kind of time blocking. And what you want to do is you want to write all of that down ahead of time. So this would be the night before 
time blocking all the tasks and appointments and meetings and fun things that you have for the next day. And I really resisted this at first because it felt very constrictive. So it felt like I was beholden to these time blocks and I had to do this. And if I didn't do it during that time, like I was a failure, right? This is all mindset related. <laughs> this is all a mindset. This was something that I did work on for a number of months. But once I mastered time blocking, it's actually so incredibly freeing. It really allows you to know exactly how much time something's going to take you. It allows you to move things around, being flexible, as I mentioned before, because you know exactly how much time it's going to take you. So I think that it's it seems kind of counterintuitive at first, but once you get the hang of it and once you really master it, whether you have to take my word for it for now, <laughs> um, it really, really helps create so much more space and freedom, I believe, in my schedule at least. And I've heard the same thing from other entrepreneurs as well. So highly recommend that. And then I just wanted to mention, again, <laughs> be flexible. Like that I think is the biggest tip I can possibly say for when it comes to planning as an entrepreneur. Being flexible is so, so, so important to keep your business not just running, but also to keep your business growing. I think that so often we think that there is going to come this time where we're going to like master business and everything's just going to be like as is or as it quote unquote should be. But in reality, everything is always going to be changing and moving around. And so being flexible is just one of the great ways that you can help your business in all of its stages. And it's something that's going to serve you at all stages of your journey and no matter what your business looks like. So the next, uh, next tip, I guess, I wanted to talk about was monthly goal setting. I absolutely love monthly goal setting. I have been doing my goal setting each month with a group, actually. So if you have listened to season two of my podcast, one of my guests is Jenny Lax, who is the founder of Digital Nomad Girls, and she has a membership group called The Inner Circle. And every single month, we have a goal setting session inside that group. And I have been going religiously for years now. <laughs> And it's been absolutely amazing. I love having my monthly goals set out. I'm trying to get better at checking in with them. It's something that for me goes back and forth. Some months I'm really good at checking in on my goals and just like literally doing all of it. And then other months I just get sucked into the day-to-day -day of my business and I hardly check back in. So I'm working on checking in with my monthly goals each week as part of my weekly review so that I can really make sure that I am at least getting 1% closer to my monthly goals each and every week. I think that's so important. But monthly goal setting for me has really been such a good way for me to kind of celebrate accomplishments from the previous month. I think that's such an important part of any goal setting that you do. So make sure if you're going to set goals for the month ahead to look at the month that just passed. And then also to really 
break your goals down. Like that's a big part of the goal setting that we do inside the inner circle that I now do whenever I'm planning any sort of goal, whether it's a monthly goal or something that I'm working on that's not making it into my monthly goal planner. Uh, but I will just really break things down. And I think it's just so helpful. It's helped me really make progress toward things that I think if I had kept them kind of as like that big overarching goal and I hadn't broken them down into tiny steps that I probably would not have taken action toward them. So yeah, just like monthly goal setting. Amazing. Definitely recommend it. <laughs> now I want to talk a little bit about the software that I use for my business. So as I said, your business probably looks different than mine. So if these will work for you, amazing. If they don't, find something that works for your business. So first we have Google Drive, which I feel like a lot of us use in the beginning of our businesses, but I actually have spoken to so many entrepreneurs who use Google Drive as they grow, including myself. I've actually used Google Drive more as I've grown my business than I did in the earlier days of my business. I have so many different folders and organization systems in there in my Google Drive. I also love it because I can share certain folders and access with my team or my clients, and it's really helpful for just keeping things in one place. I do also use a flash drive where I have like Word documents and other files that I use with my clients, uh, PDFs and things like that, but for the most part, Google Drive is where a lot of my client work lives. Yeah. And also where a lot of my business work lives. Like I feel like most of the things for my business I have on Google Drive, except for like the um, private ones. So like important things like I don't really have I don't have contracts on Google Drive. I don't have my financial records on Google Drive. Um, those things I keep separate. I keep those on my actual business flash drive. So next, I use WordPress for my website, and I love WordPress because it's so customizable, particularly through the themes that you use. So I know that some people say, oh, like WordPress is like so complicated or whatever, but if you're using a theme that's really more simplified and intuitive, then it can be a really easeful process. I don't want to say like easy, <laughs> but it's just you can do so much more with your website. You have a lot more flexibility with your website. Let's just say that. So personally on WordPress, I use the Divi theme from Elegant Themes. This is actually a theme that was kind of, it got super popular like when I was starting my business. So that's why I actually have it, but I've grown with it and I actually really like it. I think that overall, like other themes have kind of come up and, and I've used other themes with my clients and things like that, but I actually just really love the Divi theme and it's working for me. It's working for some of the clients where they have me do their entire website and it's, um, it's more of a drag and drop builder. So it's, it's similar to Squarespace, but I actually find it uh, easier than Squarespace, but that may just be my interpretation <laughs> of the software. 
Next, I use Adobe for a lot of my design work, so I use Photoshop and InDesign. However, I have been using Canva more often, particularly because a lot of times when my clients invite me to work on some of their business projects, they're doing things inside of Canva. So it's actually been easier for me to use Canva. I know a few years ago, when I started my business, I didn't use Canva because it hadn't gotten to the level where it's at now. So Canva has really advanced so much over the last few years. And so back in the day, <laughs> um, Adobe had way more customization. There was way more that you could do. There were way more features. Whereas now Canva is actually like really, really, really good. So I actually use Canva a lot more. I love the fact that they have templates. If there's ever anything that I can't customize, I will like take what I have so far in Canva, put it into Adobe, customize it, and then put it back into Canva. <laughs> so that's kind of how I, how I do things. The next software that I want to mention is actually a newer one that I've been using. It's called Shift, and I got it earlier this year. Basically what it is, is it creates like a really organized workspace for you on your computer. So like for instance, like on my laptop, I open shift and then I can have my emails there. I can have my other business software kind of like ready to go. There's like a side panel that has like quick links to the software applications that you always use. You can customize that so you can add more software to it, remove software, whatever that looks like for you. So for instance, on mine, I have on like the left side tabs, it has my business email, my personal email, and then it has uh, some of the other software that I'm going to talk about uh, next. So it has a link to Asana and ConvertKit and Zoom and Calendly so that I can access those things right there. And I don't need to just continually open tabs. Like that's what Shift was created for. It was created so that whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're working remotely, you don't have to have 20 tabs open at one time, right? So it's actually been so amazing. It's been so great for my stress levels, <laughs> really helped out. And I absolutely love it. It doubles as a browser. So you can also open new tabs, you can search for things and you can organize them based on where you're at. So for instance, in my personal email, if I have to look something up for a client, that I'm emailing, I can go to the browser section in that particular, in my like email tab, I guess you could say, and I can open a tab there. It also allows me to, to keep that separate from let's say, let's say I go down um, and I'm creating my email newsletter for the week and I have to look something up. I can open a tab in the email newsletter section. I feel like this is not really coming across <laughs> clearly, but I hope this sort of makes sense. So you basically have different areas where your tabs are located. So you don't have to see 20 tabs in one page. You can go to one section, you may have like two tabs open. You can go to another section, you may have one tab open. Go to another, there may be no tabs open. But essentially it helps you organize so that you can only open tabs based on what you're working on, if that makes sense. So it keeps you, it just keeps you more organized 
less stressed, you're viewing less tabs, but you can also have those on there. So for instance, if I close out shift, as long as I'm still signed in, when I open it back up again, let's say the next day, I still have the tabs that I was working on the day before if I haven't closed them out. So it's super helpful, helps me stay organized, helps me not keep a bunch of tabs open on my computer, on my main browser, like 24 seven. So that is, it's super helpful. Highly recommend. Another software that I use is Asana, uh, which is a project management tool. I tend to use it only for team tasks. So like when I want to assign one of my team members a task, for instance, for this podcast, my team helps me edit the audio, do the show notes and make the web pages on my website. So like whenever those tasks are coming up, I'll simply assign them to my team and then they can mark them complete. So that's how I use Asana. I know that they have a lot of other features that they've added, and I know some people who use it in a way more advanced way than I do, but I've kept it pretty simple. It's just kind of what works for me right now. I use ConvertKit for my email marketing software. So if you are a member of my newsletter, every every week when you get that newsletter, I create that newsletter inside ConvertKit. So love ConvertKit. I've been using it for yeah, for years now. I didn't I didn't first start using it in the beginning of my business, but I switched over pretty quickly. So, love ConvertKit. I also use Dropbox for client sharing. I know that a lot of people will use Google Drive, but for some reason myself and my clients have trouble particularly sharing video files with Google Drive. A lot of times I won't be able to open my client's video files or they won't be able to open mine. And so I found it's just easier for me to share Dropbox files with clients. Like Dropbox links tend to work better. They can always access them. I've never had anyone have problems with that. So I keep that for that particular reason. I also use Calendly for my schedule so people can book calls with me. Super, super great. I love they have this new um, availability section where it used to be that you had to create a separate schedule for each and every calendar that you had. So each and every type of call. And I have a lot of different types of calls. <laughs> so I would have to update my availability on every single one or else I would sometimes get booked for a time that I wasn't available or I would, um, it would sometimes double book me and it was really confusing. And then they created the availability. So you can just have kind of a, you can have master schedules and then have multiple call types underneath those schedules. So it's like you just put in your availability. And then for instance, for me, I can say, okay, my availability for a Facebook ads consultation is the same as my availability for a funnel strategy consultation so that my availability can stay consistent with multiple types of calls. So it just kind of makes that functionality way easier, in my opinion. Absolutely love it. I also wanted to mention that I use Zoom. <laughs> I use Zoom all the time. I feel like it should go without saying, but it probably doesn't. So I use Zoom all the time. It really helps with my client calls and networking and, and all those amazing things. So love Zoom. For payment, I use Stripe and Moonclerk. So Stripe is a payment processing system. I do believe that they now may allow you to create forms with Stripe. But when I started using Stripe, when I first started my business, they didn't allow you to like create 
forms with Stripe. So like if you actually got a client, you needed to use another software to send them a form so that they could enter their credit card information and pay you. And so for me, I used Moonclerk because that was what was first recommended to me by like one of my first ever business coaches. And I've just been using it ever since. So recommend those. I do use PayPal on occasion if a client expresses a desire to pay with PayPal because I've had clients do that where they're just like, I would really love to pay you with PayPal. I'm like, okay, great. Like that works for me. I have a PayPal account. I can just, you know, send them, um, I can send them an invoice through PayPal. So that also works as well. And I also wanted to mention that I recently signed up for a new software, a new service. It's called HoneyBook. And while I haven't completely set up my account and everything yet, I have a few things in there. The capabilities do look really promising. So I wanted to mention it just in case it serves you. Uh, but basically, HoneyBook is a place where you can kind of take a few different uh, softwares that I mentioned and, and kind of combine them into, into one. So HoneyBook has a payment processing system and a form creator. So you can process payments, you can get client payments through HoneyBook. They also have a calendar. So you could have your calendar and schedule inside of HoneyBook. They also have capabilities for email templates. So like if you have a client email sequence, you can put that inside of HoneyBook and you can actually email people from the HoneyBook platform. So it looks like it is going to be something that's really going to help simplify <laughs> a lot of things in my business. I just haven't completely set it up yet. I literally just signed up for it a few weeks ago and I'm still kind of getting used to it, but I did want to mention it just in case you want to check it out. So it will also appear in the show notes. And then lastly, I wanted to mention that I use a bookkeeping template that I found a few years ago for my bookkeeping needs. So my business expenses and, um, and income, I will try to find the source of this template, but it was honestly, it was so long ago. And I literally just Googled like bookkeeping template for entrepreneurs or something like that. And, um, and it came up and it looked like a good one. It was in Excel. So I have been using that for, um, this is my third year using it now. Really, really helpful. Lastly, I also wanted to mention to create email templates for client emails. So as I briefly mentioned during the HoneyBook section, if you don't have a service like HoneyBook where you can create email templates, I do recommend creating email templates as another way that you can organize your business and just make things easier. And so this is where if you have emails that you send to clients all the time when they onboard. So for instance, I'm always sending clients, you know, oh, here's your proposal, here's your contract, here is the, you know, here are the instructions for setting up your Facebook business manager, right? So those types of emails where you're sending essentially the same thing to a lot of different clients over and over and over again, having those templates so you can just copy paste and then quickly customize saves so much time and energy and has been so amazing for me. I honestly spent the first like almost two years of my business without email templates. And I don't even know how I survived. I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> but that is the last 
tip that I wanted to share. So I hope that you found some value inside this episode and that some of these resources, products, software, etc. resonate with you and you want to look more into either these exact ones or ones that do things similar that may make more sense for you and your business. So thank you so much and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I would love to invite you to join our growing community of fellow millennial women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs inside our free Facebook group, the Millennial Success Society. I also love connecting with fellow women entrepreneurs on Instagram. Find me at JackieCossop underscore LA. Feel free to send me a DM with any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like answered on the show. For all the latest show updates, exclusive resources for our listeners, or to apply to become a guest on the show, please visit the Millennial Success Stories podcast page on my website at www.jackiecossop.com slash podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.